Amen. <clears throat> well, today we are in a, we're in, continuing in a series entitled The Promised Holy Spirit. The Promised Holy Spirit. The promise of the person of the Holy Spirit. The promise that goes with it. <clears throat> and today, even in our songs and the things that we sung today, um, you can just see the presence of the Spirit in the words we sang, just in just the atmosphere in the house. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is here, and His desire is to do for His people on planet Earth what the Word says He was sent here to do. That's His desire. His desire is to do on the earth what He was sent here to do. But he's a gentleman, and he will not force himself on anybody. He won't force his way into any given situation. You have to yield to him and allow him to have place in your life. And that's what we're talking about is the promised Holy Spirit in everything about him. You're going to like this word today. <clears throat> um, just We're, we're going to start with... Um, John 14 has been kind of a foundational passage. And um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to read this in the Amplified. I was going to read it in the New King James also, but I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And um, it says in verse 15, If you really love me, Jesus is saying this to his disciples, if you really love me, you will keep, obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter. Everybody say another. Well, He was the first comforter, but He's going to give us another one. And the word comforter is defined in a, in a number of different names and we're going to look at all those names today in, in the way we're, I'm bringing this word to you. We're going to look at all these names. And I like how the Amplified, in parentheses, defines what comforter is. He's a counselor. He said, I'll send you another counselor. I'll send you another helper. Mm. That, that's, that's the big one to me is the helper. He, he, he'll help you do anything and everything that needs to be done in life. He's the intercessor. He's the advocate, like the attorney. He's your attorney. He's your strengthener, and he's your one that stands by you. That he may remain with you forever. His name is the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, or take to its heart because it does not see Him or know Him and recognize Him. One thing that's interesting about that, the world does not see Him or know Him or recognize Him. The reason they don't receive Him is because they can't see Him. Because to a person that's not born again, believing is seeing. 
But to a person that is born again, seeing comes from believing. Just the opposite. So don't get freaked out when people in the world don't understand and they, they, they're actually against God. Don't, don't be freaked out. He's not freaked out. Live your life. Do what God has shown you to do. And he'll give you the opportunities to allow your life to be an example to other people. That's really all that matters. When it all boils down, you're not going to force anybody to make changes. You're not going to force anybody in our society to change the way they think. No way. You will not force them. What is it that draws people to repentance and change? It's the kindness of God. How are people going to know how kind God is if they don't see it through you? Because, you know, you can read that passage of Scripture and you can look at it like, yeah, you know, the world doesn't receive him. No, they don't receive him because they can't see him. God, God can do anything he wants to do. He'll manifest himself or do whatever he wants. But that's not the predominant way that God operates in the earth with human beings. We, we, I didn't make a confession because I saw him walking on the water one day and I thought, man, I've got I to gotta serve that guy. No, I made a confession because of some things that I heard about him. And I chose to believe what somebody actually that I'd never even met before said. And then other people that I met and I kind of knew their lives, they said the same thing. And so I accept him because of what somebody said that just I heard preach. So to really believe, to really believe, you have to know the person of the Holy Spirit. A person that makes a confession for salvation and yet doesn't believe, it's not been revealed to them, it's not come to them, the confession won't save you. Romans 10 says that a man, a person, an individual, confesses with their mouth as a result of believing in their heart. And the moment you do that, the person of the Holy Spirit becomes real to you. He becomes alive inside of you. Your, your human spirit is there. It's just not ignited until you get born again. The moment, you, the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb, you were a whole being. You were whole. And your human spirit was there. It just was not becoming alive until you got born again. And until a person becomes born again, they're not going to see him, they're not going to understand him, they're not going to know him, they're not going to recognize him, they're not going to know anything about him. And that's what Jesus was saying. Don't be freaked. Don't be freaked out about it. But he said, but you know and you recognize him, for he lives with you constantly. Remember, this is on the other side of the cross as he's saying this. And he will be in you. So that word there is not for you and I because he is in us. Because he did what he said. He accomplished that. He said, I'll not leave you as orphans. In other words, I'll not leave you comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. All the things that it says that the comforter is, that he is to us, he'll not leave us without that. He said, I'll not leave you helpless. I will come back to you. That's what he said he would do, but he would leave this other, this next, this second comforter to come and live on the inside of you and I. 
How thankful are we? Amen? Amen. Romans 8 and verse 14 says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, for the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. My human spirit and the Holy Spirit have become one. Now, I have the ability to know not only that I'm a child of God, but that I have a helper, I'm comforted, I have an advocate, I have one that stands by me, I'm strengthened no matter what happens in life. I have the ability to overcome any and every situation that I face because I have Him, right? But, but, what, but this bearing witness thing says, the Father Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And what you and I have to do, if you're taking notes today, make sure to write this down and just meditate on this one word. Meditate on this one word. You and I have to yield to Him. And the rest of my message today is going to be about how you yield to Him. How you yield. How do you yield to the Holy Spirit? Let me ask you this question. How, how do you... How do you yield to, let, let's say that you're, most everybody here, not everybody, but most everybody's not in, quote, school today, but when you were younger and you were in school, and like myself, I kind of found myself in the principal's office a lot, you know, and, um, and so when I was corrected by teachers for things that I wasn't doing right, how did I respond to them? In most situations, how did I respond? And in most situations, I responded pretty much in a rebellious way. That was my response. So I didn't yield to their correction. And, and, and I'm going to give you this statement that I wrote down today, and, and we'll revisit it at the end of what I say. But, but I want you to think about this. You can't resist the correction of the Lord and receive the direction of the Lord. You can't resist the correction of the Lord and receive the direction of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit's job, He's the Spirit of all truth, and His job is to reveal to you and I what the truth is about everything. And what is the truth, what does the Bible say that the word, the truth, does? It reproves, it corrects, it trains, right? 
And, and it, what does it do? It yields righteousness. That's when the Word comes. So, so what I have to do in, in every situation in my life, and you know, start with one. You're not going to get to every situation by next week. If you're not yielding to Him in a, in a certain area, learn to yield because the correction will produce direction when you receive it and you yield to it. See, the correction didn't do me any good in school when I didn't embrace it. Virtue talking too much in class and disrupting the class. Ah, whatever. And again and again and again, and it finds me in the principal's office. And over time, finds me with a paddle to my backside. Right? And one time, the paddle broke, and I had to fix it in shop. <laughs> That was real great. Anyway, but, 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 but why? I didn't yield. And I'll tell you this. I mean, we're laughing, and I'm saying it to kind of loosen everything up in here. But at the end of the day, that rebellion carried over into my born-again life and into my marriage and into my, in other things. That rebellion and that attitude had to be worked out of me. And however long it takes you and I to learn to yield, those things will remain in our lives. They'll remain until we learn to yield to who? The Holy Spirit, who is everything we're fixing to talk about right now. I really just, I really just love this verse of Scripture right here that I want to read, and then I want to give you four things. I want to give you four things that have to do with the Holy Spirit's existence. But I want to read this verse first. Second Corinthians 13 and the last verse, 14th verse. This is the last of the letters, this is the last thing said in the letters of Paul to the church at Corinth. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Man. Amen. Say amen. amen. That the communion of the Holy Spirit, what is communion? It's connection with you. It's connection. When, you, when you're entering into communion, you're connecting with what that is that is for you. When, you have, when we have communion, we have the, 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 the elements that we do. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of what I did for you. You're connecting with that. Every day, the Holy Spirit wants you and I to yield to Him and connect with Him about every issue and every situation in life. And so I want to give you these, these four things that I believe represent who the Holy Spirit is and how He operates. The first one is, He is eternal. Eternal is defined as no beginning and no end. No beginning and no end. He is. He's eternal. 
And Hebrews 9 and verse 14 says this about him. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, through what the blood of Jesus accomplished, is ever waiting for you and I to yield to Him so that He can cleanse our conscience, as He has me, as He continues to do with me, of dead works, of rebellious acts of the past, or whatever it is, to be able to serve God the way God needs His people serving Him on planet earth. To serve God and expect miracles and manifestations of God's Spirit and have rebellion in your life is like mixing oil and water. They don't. Yet God's grace and mercy are here for us in everything we do. I mean, He's here forever because He's eternal, but waiting for you and I to yield to Him and His presence in our life being able to reveal to us everything that we need. Give us everything that we need in every situation. Number two, he's omniscient. To know everything. Omni means all. And the, and, and the last part of that in the, in the Hebrew, me, it means to know. So, all-knowing. In other words, he's omniscient. He knows everything about everything. He knows everything about everything. And the verse of Scripture that I have is John 14 and 26. And it says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you how many things? All things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. We weren't there, but everything he said in those three years on the earth, in his earthly ministry, Holy Spirit will reveal to you and I because it's through his word, it's through the word that we know him. Not through the sky and through the air and, you know, just something we dream up. No, it's through His Word that we know Him. He knows everything about everything, and His job is to reveal to us everything about everything that we need to know. Every day, every week, every month, World without end, no end to it. I don't care how long humanity lives here. Holy Spirit has no beginning, no end. And He's got every answer to every situation that there'll ever be, bar none. So I'm telling you, to the best of your ability from today on, 
shut the news off and learn to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. So, if you were, Megan, come here, please. So, just, just say that you, let's just say you needed $1,000 to pay a bill, okay? So, ask me for the $1,000. Hey, I need $1,000 to pay a bill. Okay. How hard was that? Right? Now, if she's asking me knowing that I have the $1,000, do you think she has more of an expectation than her asking something that something like that from somebody that doesn't have it? Right? Thank you. She just asked. Right? Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. We have to know how we're to operate in planet Earth with God. The Bible says that the way to the Father is what? Through Jesus Christ. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. We don't pray to the Holy Spirit. But we talk to the Holy Spirit. We ask Him, think, why? Because He knows everything about everything. And if you talk and ask Him about things, do you think He has a thousand bucks? You know why some people hesitate to say that? Because they don't know that he'd give it to them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah, God, surely God would have a thousand bucks, but I don't know that he'd give it to me. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, but so, Pastor, I mean, so, so I'm going to have a talk with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask him for a thousand bucks. And then what, I just sit around and wait for it to, to materialize? It's not going to materialize. It's not going to float out of heaven. There's no Federal Reserve notes up there anyway. Thank God. Right? Nothing's going to just materialize. But when you start talking with the Holy Spirit, what does he have? He has wisdom about everything concerning everything that they'll ever be on planet Earth. Because, see, in the natural, if you're desperate for $1,000, in most cases, people will do anything to get it. And one of the last places they would go would be to, like, just taking a break, sitting down, and just saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I, I, I'm in a desperate situation. And I know I got here because I didn't talk to you about things in the past. But today I'm starting to talk and I need, I need some wisdom. I need to know what to do. And pastor preached on Sunday that uh, you know everything about everything. 
All I can do is tell you what I just told you, and he'll take over from there. If you don't have conversations with him like that, he won't force himself on you. He won't. He's here to teach us, to reveal to us, and show us things that there's no way in the natural we could know. I'm telling you, he'll make you smarter. Well, he'll make you look smarter than you are, number one. And he will empower you to accomplish things that you never thought could be accomplished because he's already made a way for you. Even where it seems like there's no way, he's already made a way for you. The way's already been made. He's already, he doesn't go back to the cross every time you've got some really difficult situation that appears like it's bigger than God. He's already done it. Now the key is, you and I, learning how to yield and to connect to Him. And when you're asking Him for the $1,000 and somehow you hear that you're in this situation needing $1,000 because you've been doing this, this, and this. You don't submit to the correction, there's no new direction. You don't submit to the correction, then there's no new direction for your life. How do you get there? I need a thousand dollars. And he says, no, you don't. Uh, but what about this? The thousand dollars is not what you need. What you need is to keep doing this. You know the scripture that says in Matthew, he knows that you have need of things even before you think you do. He knows you have need of stuff. But what he wants is you to operate in his wisdom so you don't find yourself three weeks later needing another thousand bucks or whatever. You know what I'm saying. He wants you to work out of, the, of why you're in this need. Fabian said it beautifully today that where we're in lack or we're in need and things are not manifesting in our life, that's not the will of God for your life. It's not. But it's God's will for us to prosper through his wisdom and understanding. There's a lot of people that have a lot of monetary things that are very miserable. Very miserable. I'll say it again. I know many people with lots of monetary things that are very miserable. And in a lot of their lives, what they need is me. Because I'm their avenue to Him. And there's a lot of people that you're around it's that... You know, so many people that I meet, they're not ready for my God. They can't handle my God. In fact, they've rejected my God. But the problem is they don't know my God. And what they need to know is me in a way that I accept them so that they can get to know Him through me, and then they connect with Him. And it's the same way in the things that we're talking about right here. They don't need to know me. They need to know the God in me. You understand? And if what I'm demonstrating is God, that's what they need to know. And I need to take that responsibility to 
receive the correction of the Lord on a day-to-day basis through His Word so I can have direction about how to be a blessing to other people. Third thing that He is. He's omnipotent. One translation of that word is virtually unlimited. Virtually unlimited authority and influence. Another word that defines omnipotent is almighty. He is that he is. He's everything. Unlimited authority and influence. Romans 8 and 11, verse of Scripture that backs this up. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who, He said, but if. How many can answer the if that He does? He does. The Spirit of God lives in me. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. How? Through the Spirit who dwells in you. He'll give you life. He'll give you the authority. He'll show you the influence that you have. He'll, he'll do all kinds of things in your life that in the natural realm you could never do. You could work your whole life Drive yourself into the ground trying to to create authority and influence in life when it all comes from Him as it's revealed by the Holy Spirit. Remember, how do you get it? You ask Him about it. You learn to have talks and communications. The Bible's very clear. You don't pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But you can talk to the Holy Spirit. We read that last week. How many different times did they come and it was the Holy Spirit that told Paul to do something. In the book of Acts, I think I read four passages last week where where the Holy Spirit talked to Paul and said this or don't go here or do this. You talk to the Holy Spirit. You get your direction in life from the person of the Holy Spirit. And the fourth thing that he is, he's omnipresent. He's in all places, at all times, forever. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He is, so is the Holy Spirit, and so is God the Father. Three in one. Amen? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's in all places, at all times, never without. So, Today I want, I want to end my message with looking at the seven names of the Holy Spirit found in John 14, 16 in the Amplified. <clears throat> I'll, I'll read that verse again. And he said, verse 16, he said, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener and standby that he may remain with you forever and ever and ever. The comforter 
and, 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 and each of these names can connect with all the, 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 the four uh, things that I presented to you that, that, that the Holy Spirit is. But the Comforter, to me, is He's omnipresent. He's always there. Whatever happens in your life, whatever difficult thing happens and you need comfort, He's already there. Before you needed the comfort, He was there because He's everywhere at all times. As a counselor, as a counselor, as somebody that needs counsel, I don't know about you, but I've needed counsel a lot in my life. I've had other people help me and counsel me in certain areas of, of my life. Other people have. And I just promise you, you get, you're trying to get help from somebody that doesn't know God, it doesn't work. But ultimately, where God's leading us to in our life is to have that counsel from the Holy Spirit because we trust Him. Why? Because we spend the time developing a relationship by talking to Him and asking Him questions, and then you getting the answer. See, when you come here or you hear the Word taught and you listen, you put confidence in the preached Word, it develops a knowing of the things of God. It doesn't develop the relationship just because you hear the Word preached. But when you have information that's being put out there and you hear that information, when the Holy Spirit comes to counsel you on certain things, He will counsel you with the word that you've been hearing. He doesn't just drag up something and make you under... I mean, He can do whatever. I'm not trying to tell Him what He can do or what He can't do. I'm telling you what He said in His word that He does. See, because He said there's a true teacher. I'm teaching you the word today, but the true teacher is the Holy Spirit. But I'm, pre I'm bringing the Word to you today so that you can hear things, you can take notes, you can go back, thank God for technology, you can go back and listen to this again, get the gist of what God gave me to give you, and then the Holy Spirit will say, now, now you heard what He said, now I want to say this, and then I want to say this thing. But if you don't give any time, then you won't know. Because just because you hear the Word preached doesn't mean that it will correct you and give you direction. It's the word preached that you yield to by the Holy Spirit and do what He says that will cause direction to come in your life. Can you say amen? The helper is what? He's omnipotent. I mean, He knows everything about everything. And the greatest revelation you will ever get in your life, bar none, is that you need help. I'm telling you today, you need help. I don't care what you think, I don't care how smart you think you are, you need help because you were created to need help. That's the problem. We think we've got this. I got, I got this. No, you don't. No, 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 I, I got that. I, I, you know, I needed you there, but over here I've got this. No, no, no. You're deceived. He knows everything about everything. And why would we look to anybody else for anything when he's got everything and knows everything about everything? But how do we get that everything that we need to know? 
You sit, you talk to him, you ask him questions, and you develop a relationship. I'm, I'm telling you, just do that if you'll just do it. Okay, well, Pastor, like, like what do you mean? Okay. Holy Spirit, I need help. Have you ever said that before? Have you ever asked the Holy Spirit for help? If you haven't, just start there. I need help with my finances. I need help where my physical body is concerned. I need help with this, that, and the other. You you know that God will lead you to the right people, even. They can help you with certain things in your life. He'll lead you in different ways. Everybody's got a different journey. I don't care who you are and what you're walking through. Everybody will have a little bit different journey than the next person. But the Holy Spirit will help you get wherever you need to get. You just ask Him questions. And when you begin to ask Him and you begin to be familiar with His voice, what will happen is you'll yield to that. It's like, it's like I'll ask Him something and sometimes I just need to sit there and just be quiet. Just shut up and just listen. Holy Spirit, I need help. I mean... It's like when I, I mean, I get chills when I think about it right now because when I ask him things and I listen, it's like I can hear him. I mean, he just, I just, I mean, I know he's with me, but, you know, if, if Eric walked in today for the first time and I could see him sitting there and I've never seen him before and I'm, you know, who, who's this guy, you know, I'm, I mean, I may be preaching and thinking, you know, who's this guy right here, but I don't know him. But how would I ever get to know him if we didn't sit down and ask questions and just talk for a minute, right? I could begin to know him, maybe I'm standing out in the foyer and I shake his hand or whatever and I, I met him for the first time. Well, okay, so we've started the communication. But what if he came here and I never said one thing to him ever? The enemy could lie to me and say, you know, I wonder if that guy's, his, I wonder if he's got a past, like maybe he murdered somebody or something. Yeah, I mean, the enemy could tell you all kinds of things. Well, you don't know. You don't got any way to really judge that. You say, well, you know, I, I just know. No, 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 you have to talk. You have to communicate. You'll never know the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a he. He's a person. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He's not some matter out there. He's a person. And you'll never know him unless you talk. And you know what? The enemy will cause you to dream up things about the Holy Spirit that are not true. You just never know what God's going to do. What do you mean? I I got the guy that knows everything about everything living on the inside of me. How could I not know what God wants to do? Because I don't do this. He's the intercessor. It's good to know when you got skin in the game, people praying for you. Amen? I tell you, I pray for you every day. I never miss. I can't. I can't preach things like this and not pray for you. Because the enemy comes immediately to steal the word that is sown. Immediately. That's why 
Even this day, I will pray for you that the word goes deep in your heart so that it transforms so you can know the Holy Spirit revealing things to you. But we have the intercessor that ever lives to pray for us. Man, when you know that, it's a win-win. You can't lose when the intercessor is interceding for you constantly. He ever lives to make intercession. That means all the time he's interceding for us. That what? We don't fail. And that we get connected to the other comforter that he sent to live inside of us. We couldn't all be there for the three years. Hmm? We couldn't all be a part of the chosen. Gosh, I thought somebody would laugh about that. Anyway, we couldn't all be a part of that, right? That three-year period of time. But he, but the Holy Spirit was there, and he said he would reveal to us everything he said in those three years. What he really meant. So what we have on pages, he'll reveal to us, and it never ends. The revelation continues to come. Whew. Come on. He's an advocate. He's omnipotent and omniscient as our advocate. Knows everything about everything. Everything about everything. And has all authority and all influence. I don't know about you. I've heard of some good lawyers, but he tops them all. Amen? He will see you through every ugly situation you ever face, and you don't have to blame people for your issues. You can turn to your advocate. How do you find out? What if it's a literal court case that you're in? Hmm? He's the advocate. He'll show you how to get through it. I mean, you know, we, you know we, we have to rely on other people. I'm not saying you don't rely on other people. But what, 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 where I've come in my life is like, okay, but I'm not relying on them. I'm relying on what the things I've gotten in these times with him that I can get them again and again and again and again and again. And when I find myself in a situation, not that I can't you have a good lawyer or have somebody in the natural, but they need to be hearing from God because he's the real lawyer. And I need to know that they're getting stuff from the real lawyer, you know, or I don't really need them. I'll just represent myself. Maybe. He's my strengthener. There's no end to his strength and his ability. Amen? And he's my standby. He's omnipresent and he's eternal. He's my standby. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He'll always be there. Always. He's always there with you. Think about it. He's always there with you. He's always standing next to you. He's in us, but he's with us. He's in us, but he's with us. And he's always there. He's always there. I don't ever have to Think that I'm in this, remember, I'll never leave you as orphans. I'll never leave you as helpless and without ability. I'll always stand with you in every situation. You ever been in a situation when you were wrong? Well, I haven't yet, but no. <clears throat> yeah. He said he would stand with you even when you're wrong. And what's he going to do? 
His word's going to bring correction to you to give you direction. Don't forget that. Don't forget that today. Don't forget that. That's really, 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 really important. Because if you don't yield to the correction of the Holy Spirit, you can't know the direction of the Holy Spirit. Because he won't talk to you anymore about anything if you won't do what he said first.